G'day everyone and welcome to another episode of On The Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com. Tony Shebeki with you, thanks for joining us on wherever you're listening to us on, on Stitcher, on uh, Apple Podcasts maybe, even uh, Spotify. Thanks for joining us. Now I must admit we've had a little bit of a problem with uh, our podcast this week. Our introduction doesn't seem to have recorded, which is quite funny because Lyle was actually in charge of pushing the buttons this week, and he's obviously got it absolutely wrong. So going through the files that we had for the podcast, I don't have an introduction. So I thought I'd take it upon myself just to do one for you and what it might sound like if we were to have a proper introduction. It would probably go like a little bit like this, maybe. Let me introduce my two co-hosts, Walshie and Lyle. Good day, Walshie. Oh, very good day to you, Shebex. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, mate. And Lyle? Oh, good day, Shebex. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, Lyle. Uh, did you have a great week, boys? Yeah, it was a good week, yeah. Uh, look, I tell you what, Walshie, I'm really looking forward to talking about what might be coming up in Survivor Series a little bit later on. Oh, that's not on the rundown. That's down a little bit further. We shouldn't be talking about that right now. Lyle, are you looking forward to talking about Survivor Series? Oh, you go to America, Shebex. Oh, jeez, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh. All right, let's get to our first guest. His name is Jude the Dude London. And boy, oh boy, has he done some crazy stuff up there in Sydney. He joins us on the line now. G'day, Jude. How are you? Well, what's going on, guys? Yeah, not much, not much. Down here in Melbourne, you're up there in Sydney. Uh, how are things going up there, buddy? Mm, yeah, things here, things here are pretty good. Um... Just in the routine of things, you know, training, doing shows, trying to keep my body right after um, after being home from the States for about a month, just trying to get back in the, in the swing of things, to be honest. Let's go straight to that uh, US trip because it's pretty massive. Um, yeah. You wrestled at uh, PWG. Uh, for a young Australian, that's almost unheard of to, to get a match on, on that particular weekend. Yeah, well, um, it was it was pretty fortunate. It wasn't myself. It was um, it was Paris that got oh. the match on night three, oh. actually. Um, but yeah, myself, Paris, and and Mort, uh, and Matt Simon, we we planned that trip early, just specifically so we could make uh, PWG Bowler and check it out and just you know network and meet people. Um, and it was well worth the trip, not only for just seeing what a great show it was live and and meet, meeting everyone. And also for Paris getting that opportunity on uh, on night three, it was super cool to see him in the ring, man. What's that crowd like? It's it's nuts. It's like you picture an indie, like a, a raucous indie crowd full of energy, um, like reacting to like anything and everything that you that you could do in the ring. That's that's what the crowd's like. You're just a hot crowd up for anything. You touched on the um, the networking side of the travel. Uh, you guys mm. have travelled a fair bit, like you did UK at the start of the year. Um, young wrestlers yeah. travelling overseas, it's an investment in, you know, the evolution of, uh, you know, your wrestling, your training. What, What's your take? You tell as many wrestlers as possible they should be doing these trips more often? Yeah, as as um, as often as you can. Um, obviously, time and, and money permitting, um, it's, everyone's in different situations situations but it's just it's so good to, just to get out there get your name out there and meet all the people you can meet go all the places you can you can go you never you never know what um what doors are going to open in the future because of where you've been and who you've, who you've touched base with you know 
Um, I, as Harrison, I talk about this sometimes. Like, it, it's pretty nuts to think that just in the one year we've um we've done a month in the states and almost a month in the UK as well. Like, that's that's a lot of time away from home and just the uh, almost six months apart. Um, the King of Trios weekend, which is another insane weekend. Uh, yeah. How was it? How were you? How were you guys received? We were received. I'd say very, very, very well. Um, from from a lot of people, from a lot of the Shikara fans and people there live and, and watching that did not know us before. Obviously, they they knew something of the Australian wrestling scene, uh, thanks to the nations being there the year prior and then being featured in the tournament as well this year. I'd say we were received very positively. Um, we even got a few lovely comments from from some people on online and at the show saying that we were their we were their favorites of the weekend, which was really sweet, and that we really stood out to them. Um, the the tournament itself as well um, for myself, Paris, and Diamond, we were put in uh, different situations on each of the three nights. So, the way King of Trios works is obviously you've got your King of Trios tournament with um, teams of three versus three being the main matchup for the whole three days. But there are also some other matches they have as well. For example, um, on night two and on night two and three, they have a they have a uh, tournament called Rey de Voladores, which is basically it translates it translates from Spanish to King of High Flyers, I believe. And on night two, they have a couple of fatal four way matches to determine uh, qualifying rounds for who's going to be in the final match later in night three. Um, we all we all got to participate in that tournament. That was a very different type of different type of match with a lot of dynamic performers. And then on night three, Paris and myself got to compete in the tag gauntlet, which was that was that was a whirlwind. <laughs> um, I thought, you know, being on being a king of trios, day one, two, and three. Um, now that we've done day one and two, maybe day three will be a little less stressful, we'll be in the routine of things we've got our groove on, but it was just a completely different ball game. Um, Paris and I started that tag gauntlet on the third day and I think we went through about four or five teams. Um, it was it was pretty grueling. Um, so King of Trees, it was a whirlwind, man. It was, it was a blast and luckily we were received very positively and I think there'd be a lot of fans that'd be happy to see us back and see the other Aussie talent back there as well. Jude, that, uh, that positive feedback that you get from the people watching a show like that, do you, do you feel like, and I'm sure a guy like Mike Quackenbush, who would have met you blokes in his uh, recent trips over here to Australia, do you think he goes back mm. to America and sort of gives these people a bit of a head up, heads up and says, these guys that are coming, you're going to really love them and that sort of stuff. And, and they, a bit of expectation there, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong there, man. Um, it's it's pretty funny. We we're fortunate enough to um not only, you know, have that existing relationship with, with Quack because he's been here in the past. I think the first time he visited Australia was like something around two years ago when he first came to PWA. Um and then coming again recently this year, just a few months ago, before we went over there to Shikara. Um, having that existing relationship and knowing him helped out a lot. And him seeing our work previously, what what we're what we're made of, what we can do, um, he he took that 
word back home and let, let his let his guys know like hey we've got these guys coming um they're going to be part obviously partaking in the king of trees weekend and he told us that there there are a lot of uh there are a lot of people that were you know keen to be able to set foot in the ring with like a a, a fresh tag team or at least fresh for them because i guess in any scene um you get to know the people you compete with very well uh competing with them over and over again so being able to compete with a lot of different people over that weekend um was was really cool like just just speaking for myself it's so cool to meet a lot of new people and pick up like a new thing a few new things in the ring and, and training at Chikara as well super cool man and going over there having done some work with mike previously but also having the guys from the nation have been there before and they were there how much of how much of a benefit to you guys was that to have that sort of warm introduction to the locker room oh it was um profound benefit very good um obviously obviously the nations as, as mean as they are in the ring that the those people are our head trainers at in Sydney at both PWA and, and Newcastle Pro Wrestling. So um, them them being there before and just just having again having that relationship with with um Quackenbush and people in the locker room um it's truly truly very beneficial. Um, stepping into Shikara, lock, the locker room there, they have a really like tight knit group. There's a lot of very good people in that company um, in that locker room. So honestly, it just <laughs> uh, in in PWA we have like this family vibe. It's it's very very it's very very good. Um, it's it's one of the reasons that I I myself um, love love wrestling so much and wrestling in Sydney. Uh, being in a Shikara locker room, it I got that I got that same exact feeling. Just a lot of warm, lovely personalities. It was. It was kind of like being in a weird way. It was kind of like being at home just with a lot of new faces. Everyone was so very welcoming, welcoming and accepting. Yeah, we. So um, I keep going. I was just going to say to wrap up. Um, I think you asked about uh the nations, right? Yeah. <laughs> having them around too, it was um, again, like we don't always we don't always see eye to eye to them, but having those familiar faces from home. So those Aussie faces um, really helped um, to, I guess, break the ice and warm things up for us when we were first over there in in Philly. Um, yeah, we had a really small taste of what it's like to be involved with PWA uh, during the Coliseum weekend, and I got to say that yeah, that's right. Uh, it was fantastic, um, a fantastic atmosphere, especially when yeah, just dealing with all of you guys have been fantastic to deal with. Yeah, that was a that was a super fun weekend. Um, I'm glad you guys got to come down too and do your live podcast a lot. That was a lot of fun. Um, that that was the first time we, we've um, we've done that fan fest. Um, and yeah, it went it went super well. So I can't wait to see I can't wait to see how it's going to go in in the future. Um, like uh, we make we're trying to make PWA Coliseum our you know our biggest event of the year. Like it, it, I think you go to you go across to any promotion anywhere and I'll try to have their like their big three or big four whatever shows it is is a year and now Coliseum is we're trying to make that like our mainstay and having that fan fest really solidifies like that uh, fan experience especially considering it's, it's over a few days um, so that just really ties everything together um, dude I had, I had the, you didn't ask this at all but I had the, the finest time like there was 
Nintendo on the on the massive Titan Tron, and they were yeah. like puppies there, man, like dingo puppies. That's that's the craziest thing. Um, just being able to organize that and be a part of it, and just see everyone just have a blast was so cool. And being able to hold those puppies all day was like just warm my heart, man. <laughs> and I feel like the wrestlers from interstate were all walking around, um, thinking, yeah, this is something that we need to be doing everywhere at least once a year, getting the fans that kind of access to the to the wrestlers as well as you know the wrestlers are having fun the fans are having fun together i feel like it um it helps people buy into you guys yeah exactly it just it helps build that it helps build that um that investment that relationship that bond call it whatever you want to call it between the fans and the wrestlers so much more like if um obviously again like um the the, the money and all those other logistics go into it but if 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 any company can can pull that off like on a on a consistent basis like once a year or whatever it is and have a positive reception that's such a cool thing to have just to have that like just to have that buzz around you and just to have that that feeling of people wanting to come back and share it with their friends and share it with these experiences with the wrestlers it just it just makes it so much more you know I think we have a running theme on the show. Anytime we have a PWA wrestler on the show, they talk about the academy and the the training <laughs> and the family vibe. And you touched on it just before. Um, it's yeah, totally it's like different to everywhere else. It's like ingrained in us. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, you're right. I'm just saying the the way you guys put a show together, it's like you want the team to win as a whole, not any one person outshines anyone else. It's just a yeah, real team vibe and being up there closely with it uh, during Coliseum. Yeah, we could see that front and center. Yeah. Um, and again, like I'm, I'm very lucky the way that I came into wrestling because I found PWA straight away. There are, I know there are like, there are a lot of, there are a lot of other training academies and schools in the, in the greater Sydney area, but um, like call me biased, but I, I think, I think PWA is, is like, is the best in the country, if not up there with, with the best in the world. Um, and that's just me, and that's probably what other people from the school are going to say. Um, yeah. Well, what was the question? Sorry. <laughs> I don't think there was one. No, it's just more more about the um, the team atmosphere instead of you know individualizing wrestling. It's more it's a yeah, team show. Right. The the aspect of how you guys put the shows on. Yeah, that's just kind of ingrained in us now. To be honest, it's kind of just the way we're we're brought up. And um, I feel like not only not only training and um, all that sort of thing. But I feel like I've learned a lot um, with my time at PWA about psychology as well. Not just psychology in the sense of the way you put together a match, but psychology and structure for the whole show. Because it's like you said, we want, we want, the, show, we want the show to win. Obviously, any wrestler, it's, it's, not a, it's not a team sport. So there is that, there is that like, sense of individual drive and you have egos clashing and all that all the time. And you want to get over any way you can. But at the same time, um, if the show is successful and over in the eyes of the fans, then they'll just keep coming back and, and wanting more. And it's, yeah, it's, it's like if, if, everyone can, if everyone can put the show first before themselves sometimes, I think it will benefit everyone a lot more in the long run. You spoke about PWA being very much a family atmosphere backstage and two very important members 
of that family of Robbie Eagles and Madison Eagles. We see them returning this Friday night. Robbie Eagles, his first match back in Australian soil for a while. And I think for Madison, probably only her second match in 2019. Yeah, I think I could be wrong, but I think the first one was when she returned in the PWA Rumble. Yeah, the 30-man um, heavyweight title match, yeah. That's the one, yeah. Um, yeah, they are They are some of the... They're like the, the heart and soul of PWA. Um, Madison and Robbie, along with along with Mick, they're our head trainers. They they um they keep us busy. They they, they keep us good. <laughs> it's uh it's thanks to people like them as well as some of the other coaches we have as well that we are where we are today in terms of performance and mind space and all of that. But um yeah, having having Robbie back from um having Robbie back from his New Japan tour is is going to be awesome. Having Madison back from um, from her time injured is is going to be great. Um, she's she's a quiet one when it comes to um, how, how she how she's doing with um, injury progress updates and all that. She she mainly just you know keeps to herself, does her thing. Um, but it's it's going to be it's going to be great to see her back in action. I I really can't wait. And I know <laughs> that's the same feeling that a lot of the other people. At the at the academy, will have it's kind of it's it's really different. Like when you see Coach Madison and and Coach Robbie when they're at training, and that, and then seeing them in the ring, it's kind of like two different people because, like, it's a coach. You, you, like you obviously get to know them, you train with them. Um, they're gonna they're gonna be hard and angry at you sometimes, and compassionate and very supportive. But then when they're in the ring as well, it's like a whole different, whole different story, man. Um, it's kind of like if you could imagine. Um, you know, watching The Undertaker and then people saying, you hear people that have said like they've watched him and then they've been in the ring when, when they hear his music hit. It's just a completely different mm. feel. I'm sure Madison will love being compared to The Undertaker. That's <laughs> uh, One thing I was going to say though with that, and I've had the, I haven't had the pleasure of meeting Madison personally yet, but I assume that she is that quiet sort of type of person, as you just explained. We spoke to the Iconics a week ago and they just told us about the love that they have for her. And I'm sure that that love and that respect is something that is just generated, not just around New South Wales, but around Australia. Does she realise the important part that she's played in Australian wrestling? Uh, I, absolutely. Obviously, obviously, I, I can't speak for her. I, I don't think any of us any of us can. But um, I'll say that she's a, she's a, very, she's a very, very humble person. She gets, um, I don't like, I don't think she gets the recognition that she deserves. But even, even in saying that, whenever, whenever she is recognized or praised, she will just, she will take it with like the utmost grace. She's very, very humble. Um, and it's, it's funny. She's like, she's kind of like our mom. It's weird <laughs> because she's, when you get to know her, she's like such a sweetheart. But at the same time, she could like, she could just totally kill you and fuck you up. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my wife. <laughs> uh, getting yourself in trouble. Um, let's. You're doing a lot of, obviously, mostly some tag team wrestling at the moment. And uh, I want to touch a little bit on your partners, uh, particularly Paris De Silva. How did that relationship come about? And um, how much does working that closely with someone bring you close together as people? Man, I feel like I've talked about this like a hundred times. I love talking about me in Paris. Um, when Paris and I first met, it was like it was very early in my career. We've been we've both been at it for 
I think over four years now. He's been at it a little longer than me by a few months or so, I think, maybe a year even. Um, it was at it was at a a Blue Mountains Pro Wrestling Show, which is a a company that we have have here in Sydney from time to time. Um, just pretty much like a, a a roster mixed from a lot of different talent in New South Wales. Um, so this was like in the first year of my career. I I was just like doing my thing. I think I I just started I just started out as like Jude London. I wasn't even the dude yet. Um, I I was I was traveling with like a lot of a lot of the uh the PWA mainstays that you see now, just kind of starting out at careers, you know, just just bumping and humping, just trying to get around, get experience, get match time. And I and I met Paris on a show, and we'd all, we had always heard from people like, yo, Jude, you look like this guy. Paris and Paris would hear the same vice versa. Like you guys got to meet, it would be so funny. And I think it's just because we're like you know, small junior heavyweight ethnic wrestlers. <laughs> That's like where people drew the comparison, and we just kind of met each other, and we were like, oh hey, what's up? I guess we kind of look like each other, huh? Um, and then we would just see, we would just pass and make exchange pleasantries at shows. Then and then Paris, Paris wasn't like a PWA original, believe it or not. If you haven't heard about this, he he used to train with a school called APWG, that was run by Jay Law, um, and then eventually he transitioned over to the PWA Academy, um, and we were both and because of that we both trained at the same school. We we kind of got you know you kind of get closer to the people that you see all the time and that you train with, um, and one day they they needed. Um, they needed to put together some tag teams. They need a, f- a fresh set of tag teams for, for upcoming shows and storylines and whatnot. And Robbie Eagles pulled us aside and, and said, would you guys be interested in, in tagging together? And we looked at each other and we said, hell yeah, we would. And that's literally how it started. <laughs> so that's our origin story, origin story of the Velocities. Um, Velocities as well. We didn't come up with that name. It's such a cool name, I think. Mick Meredith came up with that name, that creative wacky genius man <laughs> um that's a creative guy right there um and tagging for as long as we have now if, i think it's been it's been over two years um he like we've become best friends it's it just we've been on the road a lot together like sh- sharing our passion um like doing your favorite thing with with your best friend it's it's probably like the most magical thing man um Beautiful. Magic thing in wrestling, I think. You're making me cry, Jude. <laughs> um, oh, I didn't mean. I didn't mean to get deep on you guys. I'm just. I'm just sharing my thoughts. You know. I'm sorry. <laughs> get the tissues out. And Matt Diamond brings another element to the group as well, and so does Matt Rogers. What? What has? Yeah. What have those guys? Uh, points of difference have they brought to you? To the pair of you? Whole lot of layers of difference. So, um, obviously, me and Paris, we've been at it for tagging for a couple of years now, and. Tag wrestling is like my favorite. It's my favorite form of wrestling because I've, I've, I've said this a lot, but I'll say it again. There's a lot more you can do with four people in that ring um, than you can with, with just two people, people performing. Um, so we are always trying to hone our craft and try to come up with new and innovating, innovative ways to make the performance more exciting, more dynamic, or just add that extra layer of emotion, speed, whatever it is. Um, and then about a year ago, we bring Matt Diamond into the velocities into the fold. And he's a guy that's 
he's been around for like a long time. Like he, I think he started maybe 12 years ago, man. He, he, he's been at it a long time. He started in backyards. He was backyarding um, with Robbie, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah, backyarding with Robbie, backyarding with another dude called um, CJ Phoenix, who, if you don't know him now, uh, listen, listen again in a year, and uh, you probably know that name. He's, he's an up-and-coming dude. Mark my word. Um, so, yeah, there's like a cluster of, cluster of backyard wrestlers that are just amazing and um, – still around today and Mort's one of them he's as a as a main and as funny as he can be sometimes he's I think he's one of the most criminally underrated performers in uh in the Australian scene dude even like the, even like the world you throw that dude in, in the in the indie scene anywhere and he could thrive um so he brings a lot of a lot of experience to us um like he offers insight and psychology and ideas that you know, um, we wouldn't have, we like just wouldn't have thought of because we haven't been around for 12 damn years like he has, him and his broken body. <laughs> um, so having him around is, is super cool. And it was great having having the, the month in the US with, with both him and Paris because we just, we really got to bond and, and got to know each other. Like you do that when you, you know, you spend a month sleeping and seeing the same people every day, every day of the week. Um, and we got Matt Rogers now too, Big Daddy Rogers. And obviously, he's a different sort of man than myself, Harrison Mort. He's, he's very big. He's very muscular. Um, he, he's, a, he's a mean man of the bunch. Um, he's our muscle, dude. Like, simple as that. He's our enforcer. He's our muscle. Um, he can do things that we cannot do and vice versa. So, um, you add him to the velocities, you get speed force. That is one hell of a team. And this is something I've been saying on uh, social media a whole lot. But um, we've, got, we've got like, there's four of us. We've got Matt Rogers now. Originally, um, we could not capture the PWA tag team titles because the nation's held up for so long. And every time we got this close, every time we were about to beat him, um, it was that extra person they had in the back pocket, um, Adam Hoffman, Jess Troy, that would just dwindle it for us. Um, then we even up the numbers and what happened? We're, we're the tag team champions now. So now that we have Matt Diamond and Matt Rogers, who's going to stop us now? You tell me. That's a good question. <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to bring up the gifts. Obviously, velos- huh. the velocities. They, the gifts uh, that keep giving. No, gifts. Yeah, that's gifts, what I said. No, the no gifts that keep the giving. Gifts yeah. that keep giving. Obviously, <laughs> you guys have been uh, well gifted. And probably mm. two of the most popular gifts in Australia this year. Um, the balcony dive, which we'll go into a little bit deeper. But obviously <laughs> Paris's shooting star press DDT onto Bonza as well. What, what, what kind of factor do you think those gifts play with social media and getting your name out there to a wider audience? To be honest, um, it's, it's, pretty, it's, like, it's pretty important. Um, you, you you get people that say like oh people are just people are just wrestling like with sort of gifts these days and they're just they're just looking to create like little little clips little little moments and not worrying about and like the performance and I guess that's true to an extent um, because people people want that little moment people want that piece of the match that um pe- that will stand out and people will remember forever like like you just said like there's gifts that. I'm very popular this year, fortunately. Um, but 
when we went overseas to the UK and we went overseas to the US, it became it became very apparent that when we introduced ourselves to people, people would say, oh my God, I know you, you're the shooting star DDT guy, or aren't you that crazy motherfucker that jumped off the balcony? Like people know, people recognize. Um, um, and I'll be the first to admit, um, what Paris did, um, and Diamond as well. There, there was a gift of him from the from the PWA Coliseum weekend where he did a, a Phoenix a six thirty to the outside spins, I think. <laughs> yeah, a bajillion spins. Um, it's kind of funny because he did that same thing like ten or whatever years ago off off a off a shed, dude, just off a shed <laughs> onto the grass. And now now he's doing the same thing in a PWA ring, like live on a live stream in front of a big crowd. Just same dude, same crazy thing just in front of the right audience, you know, and now in the age of where social media is very prominent. Um, so getting yourself, getting yourself out there, getting yourself on social media for the world to see, it's, 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 it's vital. Um, it's vital to, to growing. It's vital to growing as a, as a performer, um, to getting places, to getting uh, experience, getting other places where you want to go, where you need to go to be able to make your name bigger. Um, and that crosses over into, um, like, obviously getting your shows on an on-demand service or on, on a live stream service as well. Uh, fantastic. Uh, I, well, unfortunately, none of us were there to see the balcony jump live, but we've <laughs> seen it gifted and we've seen it on uh, Ovo and the like. And what the fuck were you thinking, <laughs> mate? And also, <laughs> what the fuck were the people who run the show thinking? How could they let you do that shit, man? Dude, you sound like my dad. Oh, <laughs> he's probably, he's probably well, older probably than your dad. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy um, stuff. Yeah, dude. I, you know what? I didn't realize how crazy it was until like the next day, which happened to be my birthday. Um, I, you, the next day, you made I, it. yeah, I made it, dude. I, I made it to my birthday. Um, I was, I was like watching the gifts back and like checking all my checking, like you know, all all the notifications and. I saw the clip from a few angles and there was just this one particular angle where I was like, what the fuck was I doing? What was I thinking? That was crazy. crazy. Can't believe I'm alive right now. Um, <laughs> it, on the night, um, obviously anything we do in the ring, you weigh up, you weigh up like the, the risk versus reward. And obviously this was a very high risk thing. But on that day, I was feeling... I was feeling very, very positive. I was feeling like I was in very good hands. Like literally, I was jumping into people's hands, <laughs> you know. Um, and it was just, I don't know, man. It, it felt like it felt like the, the time to do something nuts because um, now, I, be, I... Be totally I honest with, with me before you go yep. on. Be totally honest with me. When you yep. stood up on that balcony and you looked down... Was there a point in your mind where you thought, shit? <laughs> uh, yeah, when not when I did it, dude, but earlier in the day, I like scoped it out. I stood up there and I was like, mm, I stood up there for like a good 10 minutes, right? Like, I was like, all right, if I'm going to do this, like, I got to think about it. I got to, like, I got to think about the, the angle, like, the trajectory that I've got to jump off, like, the spot, the spot that I have to jump to, like, the distance. How far I'm gonna fall down? I didn't even didn't even think about that. Um, how fast it was gonna be? Just so damn fast, dude. Yeah. But then in the match, when um when I was up there, when it was time to go, you're just in 
I guess the adrenaline is there. You're in performance mode. You just like the cameras are on, the lights are flashing. Um, I got up there and I just went, I just took a breath and I was like, well, now I'm going. The rest is in, uh, the rest is in God's hands. I feel, I feel good. <laughs> and um, honestly, I, I, I took the dive and I landed and it was like landing on a, a blanket of people. Like it didn't hurt at all. Yeah. I don't know how I came away from that unscathed. Like oh, I was expecting it, it, to be, was, I was expecting to be at least sore, you know, but I wasn't nothing. It was Just the most perfect fine. fall. You, you fell right in the middle of the arms. And yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're going to do it, that's exactly how you wanted to. You didn't want to land on the edge. Right in the middle is where you yeah. want to be. And that's where you were. Yeah, I got good aim, dude. I fucking nailed that bike. <laughs> yeah. Would, would you um, do it again? Yeah, I've asked, I've, um, I've asked myself that. People have asked, asked me that again. Um, like I was saying, it felt like, it just felt like the right time to do it. Like, um, obviously, Paris had had that breakout moment with the shooting star DDT, you know? Um, and I thought, like, hey, maybe this could be like a little, little breakout thing for me. Maybe I'll make the internet go a little like goo goo gaga. Um, and it wasn't even my idea. Like, um, Robbie Eagles suggested it to me earlier in the day, right? someone else didn't suggest it for himself. That sounds, that sounds, that sounds terrible out of context. Like a coach telling, a famous coach telling his student, hey, I to jump off the balcony, right? He gave you your birthday <laughs> but, um, present early. Can't wait yeah, to speak to now, Robbie again. I, like, he was like, look, man, think about it. Like, it's, it's, you know, it's just an idea. And I was like, that's fucking crazy, but that's good, dude. Like, I thought about it. For, like, I, like I said, I stood up there for a good 10 minutes and was just scoping it out, thinking about it. And then my girlfriend saw me up there, just and she, she was like, she, she knows, she, she knew what I was thinking. And she was, like, super mad at me the whole day. <laughs> I'm lucky the next day was my birthday, which had to be nice to me. <laughs> um, also, all that considered, it was our first ever show on Overplay. It was our first ever live stream. So I just, like, we all, we all just felt like we had to, like, pull out the big guns, make a super impressive impression, a super impressive performance on that night. And I just, I just thought, this can be my piece to the puzzle. This can be, like, my, oh, my God, holy shit, what the fuck moment. And... Was all I'm, that. I'm very for, I'm very fortunate that it got the traction that it did, and that I'm somehow fine from it, like 100 percent fine. I think you're very fortunate so, too that the director caught it on camera. Imagine if you had a couple yeah, other yeah. <laughs> dude. Don't you worry. I, I made sure. I was like, look, I'm gonna do this thing. Might never do it again. Hopefully, don't have to. You guys got to cover it like super well. Please, please. Uh, every camera. But every camera. <laughs> we have. We have a literally every camera and they chose the fucking best angle too. Yeah, they did. We have like a, we have a great, um, not only do we have a great team, we have a great production team as well. They, they make us look like, like a million dollars every time we're out there. So like hats off to them. I didn't think they get enough. I didn't think they get enough credit and praise. They, they are so good. Yeah. Fantastic. A uh, final one from me on that. You, you mentioned your dad. What did your mum and yeah. dad say? Did they just go crazy at you the next day? Yeah, luckily, yeah, yeah, luckily, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't see him in person for, for um until like the late evening. So, um, when my parents are angry at me, I still do this from like when I was a teenager. Um, my favorite, my, 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 my favorite tactic is get them on the phone, um, have them like call them and just tell them okay, and then when they're screaming at me, just hold the phone like half a meter away from my ear. 
So they, they get it out of the system and then I just tell them I'm okay and everything's fine. And um, yeah, like they were understandably uh, very angry, but they were happy to see their son alive on their birthday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, amazing stuff. Excellent. Um, now we're seeing uh, tournaments like the Coliseum. Um, I think EPW got their invitational on this weekend. Is it time mm. for a company to, to do one of these with a tag team tournament? I'd love that so much. Because there's um, so much talent. I'd, I'd, I'd love that so much, dude, because, like, I've I've just, over the past few years, I've grown to love tag wrestling. And then now just being at Shikara and, like, obviously doing it a little bit at PWA, more so Newcastle Pro Wrestling as well. Trios wrestling is so fun too, man. Same same deal. Like, you have a lot more you have a lot more people. It's a lot more bang, 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 bang. It can be a lot more dynamic. You can, you, like, the only limit is your imagination. Um, so yeah, a, a tag tournament would, would be great. Um, Newcastle Pro Wrestling every year they have their they have their Invictus tournament. Um, that used to be exclusively a tag team thing, but in the past year they've made it now a trios tournament. So that's that's just like one that's like one aspect of having that sort of tag tournament environment um, in the country. But um, like I can speak from experience because. Um, myself, Paris, and, and Bell Pierce, who's in Shimmer right now, carving it off with some other Aussie girls. Um, we we won we won the Invictus tournament in Newcastle last year, um, inaugural trios Invictus tournament, and it was it was super fun. Um, that's going to be a thing going on every year in Newcastle. So if you guys if you guys sound like you're into that, make sure you check that out on Over as well. But yeah, I think I think that. Tag team wrestling can be a, a main event on any card, on any show in the country, especially especially now because now compared to like when I can only speak to when I started, now compared to a few years ago, the, the tag team scene is like there's there's so much there's so much great talent it's it's booming there's a lot of great teams there's a lot of interesting matchups that are yet to happen and that I'd love to see so yeah please someone put a tag point together. Yeah, ho- hopefully it's a interstate and maybe go over a few different shows so you can get all the all the uh you know like the Perth guys, the hooligans are amazing. Why don't you wrestle? Why don't the tournament go Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide, Perth over a four week period? Yeah, something like that. Wouldn't that be, be fantastic? Oh yeah, if the powers that be got together and organized that, that'd be like every Aussie wrestling fan's wet dream, I think. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. Like um, earlier, earlier this year, myself and and Uncle Mort, we went to APW. We faced a street gang hooligans. Hell of a team. Love to do it with them again. Yeah, you got the hooligans, the Untouchables, the Pereira. You've mm. got the Brat Pack down here. Yeah, just there's a embarrassment of riches at the moment. <laughs> it, yeah, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of tag teams on 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 our list that we still want to be able to to perform with. Now you. You brought up during the balcony story that your girlfriend was angry at you. Uh, do you make the habit out of that, um, especially when it comes to Chips Ahoy, maybe? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, you guys have been following your social media. <laughs> yeah. Um, we annoy each other a whole lot, a lot of the time. <laughs> do they still make those biscuits? In America. Uh, in America. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, in a, they're an American cookie. Um I'm actually I'm actually looking over in my room right now, my bedside table. I got a I got a box of Chips Ahoy cookies 
Wow. That uh, that that she's left there from her, her previous state. Well, do you want to do you want to let people know what this Chips Ahoy story is? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Just warm my heart. Um, so my girlfriend Kingsley, her favorite her favorite cookie is Chips Ahoy, which you can only get in America. So us being Australian makes it very rare or very expensive to get. Um, so every time that one of us, for whatever reason, finds ourselves in the States, we come, we always come home with like some treats and some snacks, chips ahoy, always in the mix. So, um, I think it was last year when, um, yeah, it was last year. Paris and myself went to the, we did a little bit of training at the New Japan LA Dojo, just cheeky detailed story, throw that in there. That was fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, I came, so I came home with like massive family pack of chips ahoy, right? I don't know, like must have been like 60 cookies in that sucker. So many cookies. I'm lucky I was able to fit that in my luggage. Um, come home with it and I'm like, baby, got your present. And she was like, oh my God, love cookies, chips ahoy. Ah. Um, <laughs> that's actually cool. She's, I'm dating a, a living yeah. meme. <laughs> um, so one night she's, um, like we, we, I don't know, we put a movie on or Netflix or something, and she, like she, she made, she made up some tea and put the cookies out. Not a joke. Both love tea. It's like my favorite drink. Love peppermint before bed. Gets me so calm. You're um, not gonna have a chips and ice cookie with a peppermint tea though, surely. Well, just nah, said nah. Like... English breakfast. English, English breakfast. breakfast yeah, peppermint, that'd be better. Peppermint by itself. Yeah, okay. Correct. Chips Ahoy with English breakfast. Maybe the coffee. Warm milk. If if you're feeling like a twelve year old, all great options. Okay. Um, so, anyways, back to the story. I'm sidetracking a lot. <laughs> Bad at storytelling sometimes. She puts the tea out. She puts the cookies out. Maybe like nine cookies, nine cookies in the bowl. Like, oh, let's uh, you know start with these. Let's not let's not be too fat. Um, and then she's just like, she's just checking her phone, like not not paying attention to the TV or what I'm doing. So <laughs> I, I take it upon myself to um, eat eat like every cookie in that bowl just, just one at a time she hasn't noticed yet eat one cookie two how cookies. many how many Eventually, nine. nine nine cookies <laughs> in like in like just a few minutes like dip, dip it in dip it in the tea i use the pie drink eating method dude dip it in the liquid make yep. it easy to eat Perfect. swallow that sucker yeah yeah nine cookies down in the matter of a few minutes she looks up and she's like what the fuck babe um all the cookies are gone and i'm just like laughing and then for the rest of the night i, I felt so sick dude but it was so worth it <laughs> She told us she's still angry. Mm. <laughs> so, so please doesn't do matter, Doesn't matter how many, doesn't matter how many new packs of chips of hoya I buy. She's still angry at that story, but I do it again. <laughs> please do us a favor. If PWA ever have a Halloween show, please dress as the Cookie Monster. <laughs> oh shit, that's funny. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> she, she's also brought into question your knowledge of pop culture. Yeah. Look. There's a there's a there's a lot of movies I still haven't seen yet. Um, Star Wars. Yeah, but I'm not a Star Wars guy. I haven't seen all of them, but like, I've seen some. I still ha- I still have to watch number six. I think I've seen four and five. I haven't seen six. There's there's eight movies now. Yeah. Another one. Yeah, coming. yeah. I've seen I've seen the new one. I haven't seen one, two, and three. But people tell me one and two suck. Maybe watch three if you want. Um, yeah, yeah. four, five, and six, yeah. like where it's at, but I still haven't seen the originals, man. Six, yeah, is, is six the Empire Strikes Back? I don't know, yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's Return of the Jedi yeah. and it sucks, yeah, okay. 
Um, um, I mean, the new ones I've seen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see the new one when it comes out because, because my girlfriend wants to. <laughs> I'm seeing you as more of a Rocky type of franchise man. Ah, uh, yeah. See, I've only seen number one. Oh, really? <laughs> number one's yeah, I know. The, I know. The best of them, anyway. Yeah, and number three. Okay. Uh, mm. Fun fact: My dad's name's Rocky, so I feel like I got to live with that every day. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Your dad and I've got a lot in common. <laughs> Far out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Is that scary for me? Should I be worried? Nah, nah, you were fine, dude. Good. I, was, uh, I imagine at home you're sometimes you're grumpy though a lot of the time. Yeah, is that true? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, Tony's, Tony's got more in more in common with Kingsley because he's a living meme as well. <laughs> <laughs> Far out. Uh, but it's been. Um, it's been a real pleasure having you on. We, we really have enjoyed our chat tonight. Thank you so much, buddy. Really do appreciate it. I hope the year finishes off big for you in 2019. We should let all the people out there know how they can follow you on our socials as well. Yeah, man. Thanks a lot for having me. Um, socials. Just search for Jude the Dude London on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can find me on all those platforms. Um, I've been using Twitter a lot more lately. It's, it's fun for me. I feel like it's like Facebook was 10 years ago where you just post anything you want um, as many times a day and then you'll regret it like in 10 years. But right now, <laughs> a whole lot of fun. So jump on that and follow me there. Really? And you can watch me on Ovo Play. Uh, there's there's going to be a few more PWA shows this year. And I believe there's going to be one for Future Wrestling Australia as well in a couple of weeks. And this weekend at Wrestling Go, depending on when this podcast comes out. So, uh, it will come out Thursday. Yeah, so Thursday, yeah, yeah. We're wrestling go. Oh, great. Oh, the one thing I've got to ask you is the opportunity yeah. that you're going to get in a couple of weeks' time to meet Liger. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> I can't believe it. Um, I mean, we talk about legends they, in wrestling. He is right up oh, there, isn't he? Man. I keep, I keep saying to people that, like, um, this, over the past, like, year, two years that we've had in Australian wrestling, everything that happens is, like, it's, it's kind of become a norm. Like the names get bigger and bigger and it's like, oh, cool. They're coming now. That, that, that's great. But like, it's kind of to a point where, you know, nothing shocks you anymore, but it's like still a nice surprise. But when, when they revealed that, when they played that Liger reveal, like everyone lost their shit. And I'm just talking, to, I'm not just talking to fans. Like everyone in the locker room, like lost their shit. Dude. It's going to be so crazy to like see, to like just have, a legend like that in our locker room. Before I go, one more quick story. Yes. Last year at um at Wrestling Go uh, on my birthday, um or it might have been the year before, I don't know. Um had a wrestling show on my birthday, and it just happened to be the same time that Ultimate Dragon was on the on the Wrestling Go shows for that weekend. Um and after the show, everyone everyone was real nice. They chipped in for a cake, and they sang happy birthday to me and like I stood in the ring with the cake. It was real nice to have all my friends there and all my peers. And in, in the back of the, in the back of the crowd, like just half dead, half tired, wanted to go home. It was like done with wrestling. It was Ultima Dragon singing Jude the Dude a happy birthday. Oh, it, was, nice. it was so great. I don't think anyone else can claim that. So I'm going to take that. Oh, that's a, you seem to do a lot of good things on your birthday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, stupid things. <laughs> Good on you, mate. We look forward to catch up with you uh, when we get up to Sydney again, in, hopefully in the next few months. But uh, all the best, mate, as we said. And uh, let's hope the 2020 is an even bigger year than 2019. That'll be massive if it was. Hell yeah, man.
appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Good on you, buddy. Thanks for joining us. Jude the Dude London joining us right here on the Turnbuckle. Welcome back. The music of Ray Mysterio bringing us into our second segment. Some big news already released uh, in regards to what I believe will be the main event. Oh, I don't know. You never well, know. You think so? WWE champion? No, you, I doubt it with Survivor Series. Oh, okay, you're, cool. you're hoping, aren't you, Tony? I'm, you're I'm grinning just, from ear to ear. I'm just actually ear. looking It'll forward probably to probably open him. the show. Brock's been <laughs> Brock opens the show when he's not on last, and then flies out yeah. by match three. <laughs> All right, let's talk about uh, plenty of things happening in the world of wrestling in the past week. And as we mentioned at the start of the show, WWE Crown Jewel uh, finishing up over there in Saudi Arabia on Friday and issues some great matches. Some reasonable. I wouldn't say great. Yeah, the women's match I thought was spectacular. For what, For what it was. Yeah, the women's match was not a great match, but it was historical and... Was fantastic to see the response of the crowd and particularly well, young even their girls. response too. But young Jeez. girls, young yeah. girls in the crowd, um, even middle aged women in the crowd who've never thought they would have seen something Which like that. Which can I say? I'm actually really surprised that there were women in the crowd. I, I, I honestly, and call me ignorant, I, I wasn't sure that that was allowed. I thought it was just going to be a, a men's only crowd. Well, you've often said you want men's only crowds everywhere, haven't you? <laughs> I haven't never heard I'm you calling, say that. I'm Tony. calling you sexist. Yeah. No. Thank you. <laughs> You've been called worse, Tony. Oh, very much. Um, I yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I know that in Iran at the soccer there'd be no women in the crowd, no. but I I haven't paid much attention to the. I know I've seen young girls in the okay. crowd, like children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Previously, but um, it was just it was good to see the reaction of um of the females in the crowd and. What it meant to them. I think that's more important than what it means to anyone else on the planet. Yeah. It's more important than what it means to the two women that performed. Yeah. And it, what it means to the residents of Saudi Arabia um, to get something that gives them some hope moving forward. And um, the crowd were chanting, this is awesome at stages, which was, you could tell the men were chanting it too. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, that's a really positive thing to come out of the show. Yeah, this it certainly was. And uh, if you haven't heard by now, you probably would have, I'm sure, if you're a wrestling fan, that uh, a lot of the talent got caught up uh, on the tarmac heading uh, out of Saudi Arabia. And I suppose this is where we are talking earlier about rumours and innuendo, and is it uh, the fact that was $60 million owed to Vince McMahon for the past two shows from the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia? Was it an aeroplane malfunction that kept the plane on the tarmac? Was it uh, the fact that they cut the the pay per view early? All no, this... they they put it on late. Okay, yeah. So we don't we don't know, and I don't know if we'll ever know the real reason. No, and I mean, look, wrestling journalists love reporting things before they actually know. Um, <laughs> reporting, <laughs> he's been the worst probably this week. Um, he's gone the hardest. Him definitely. and Blixen Span, who's he's the one, he's fucking terrible. Is he anyway. someone? Yeah, David Blixen. Oh, I know. He, I know that. I'm just yeah. He they've they don't get theirs. Like if you were a real journalist and you reported what they yeah, reported this week, well, Meltzer's got a journalism degree. He's a accredited journalist. Yeah. Um, 
Have you ever been stuck on a tarmac for six hours, Tony? Not six. I've been stuck on the tarmac for about 90 minutes, I think, and that was bad enough. Bad we enough. are leaving Darwin one night, and we had a faulty starter motor on the plane. So we had to wait for them to bring one in from Brisbane. It was a plane leaving Brisbane, so they put one on that plane, and they changed it. So we got caught up for about four hours out of Darwin. But, uh, yeah, I was told that the starter motor wasn't the, – the funny thing about it was was that the plane was actually full of mechanics from uh, the V8 supercars. So we Different thought, mechanics. <laughs> Surely these blokes could get it should, should have got it done in nine, <laughs> ten I seconds. You, I tell you what, Lyle, it would have felt like six hours for the poor bastard that was sitting next to Tony. Oh, it would have been, it would have been brutal. I couldn't imagine it. Thank Burping, you. farting. <laughs> and if that's the end of the supercar weekend, those blokes have been drinking all oh, weekend. How many, no, no, they how were mechanics. No, how they, many Bundy cans they yeah. would have went through. Oh, they would have been hell back in the back room. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a long time to be on a plane. 90 minutes, <laughs> six hours would be just brutal. Yeah, I think Absolutely I'd, Did they start brutal. the in-flight entertainment while you're on the on the no, tarmac at nothing. least? No, no. no. Oh, no. It, it, it definitely sucks for the uh, the talent being stuck for six hours on the plane. But, you know, once they got off the plane and you get accommodation and stuff like that, other than getting home and seeing your family a day early... Not too bad. What made it hard is that a lot of them then are going Back to, to, Europe to Europe today. <laughs> yeah. So some of them only basically went home for a cup of coffee. Remembering that most of them were here in, in Australia. Australia as well the, the week Smackdown before. ones definitely were. Which they landed, went to the hotel, let their bags go, and then went off to the first show within a couple of hours. So that's a hectic travel schedule for three weeks, four weeks. Yeah, that's oh. definitely brutal. But hey, if you get a, a day's rest in a... Saudi hotel, which I'm assuming isn't one star. Yeah. Maybe take take the positive out of that. They get an extra day. Well, the positive out of it was that we probably got the best SmackDown show ever oh, on I'm, Friday I'm, night. I mean, I'm a SmackDown been on for 20 years. It's definitely the best one in, yeah, in recent, recent time. Memory. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I was praying. People were praying that the Raw stars would be stuck at an airport somewhere today <laughs> so they could hopefully... Uh, had another one, but what made it great was just the um, surprises of you don't know what's going to happen next. And I feel like WWE tend to do really well when they're booking under pressure like this. They traditionally have put on a fun show. Well, and, and the pressure was real due to the fact that the NXT guys didn't arrive till after the show started or, or the plane, The yeah. plane landed five minutes before the show started. They had a police escort to the stadium. In and Buffalo? I think they were, got were they there. Were they um, in Buffalo? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. They're in New York, yeah. So uh, I think um, I think they got there just in time for Shayna Baszler to do her yeah, run-in. Yeah, yeah. And she just ran straight people to, have her, commented, to her spot. People have commented that they felt like... Um, Heyman was stalling. He probably was. He was. Of course he was. <laughs> he was yeah. taking an extra three or four minutes for sure. <laughs> he had to. It was, he's gone live on air and his locker room's virtually empty. So, um, you know, hats off to him. Look, I was saying to Tony off air, booking a show and coordinating talent while they're in transit Amazing. of what they're going to be doing on the show. And from all reports, Shana virtually left the car or the van, whatever she was in, straight and ran car. straight through and did, you know, straight into her spot. So, and she didn't, you could tell she was trying to think through it as she did it because it wasn't planned out. She hadn't had a conversation with the girls she was mm. beating down, but I think she did a really good job. She looked like a killer, which is that's her gimmick. Um, also, 
what I loved is what's this going to do to the the Wednesday night scuffle? I'm not calling it a war anymore. Nah, not scoring big enough numbers. The Wednesday night scuffles. Yeah, uh, I think this can only help because they they had a really good number. I'm thinking they would have had a really good number again tonight, and NXT have been prominent in both, which is going to cause a lot of people to then go, "Who is Adam Cole? Where can I see Adam Cole?" Yeah, yeah. The the beauty of it all, I feel, is NXT got pushed as an equal. You know, not it's almost not superior. A, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you're right. Yeah, obviously going extent, going but, over and, but Triple and H stuff it was. like that. Yeah, oh, well, you know, it is his baby. Um, he's going to be pushing it more. But obviously, let Vince McMahon letting them go that far and getting the win over Daniel Bryan. I know he's been putting a lot of people over lately, but Adam Cole came across as an absolute WWE superstar at the end of SmackDown. We held his own with Seth Rollins again on Raw, and Seth has been booked really strong. Yeah. I mean, the only person he's lost to was The Fiend, and the F- he basically electrocuted The Fiend and still lost, so <laughs> there's not much you can do about that. Yeah. So really, he he Adam Cole held his own. Oh, and that was and a great match with Daniel Bryan, uh, considering that that was done on the fly. And they'd never wrestled before anywhere Correct. in the planet. Yeah. So and they wouldn't have had a lot of... You know, over the top rope, five hours over the top to rope the... uh, suplex was, yeah, that was a good great spot. spot. Very good. It's that. crazy. Yeah, they definitely didn't have four or five hours in catering to put the match together. No. So it just shows the experience in the two guys, you know. Yes, Adam Cole is... Similar backgrounds. Very, very young TV-wise, but he's been around for years. So, you know, two professionals in the ring. Could have put an amazing match like that. You know? Both came through that Ring of Honor system when Ring of Honor was really strong. Um Brian basically set up that culture and that was the one that Cole came through. I think that they've got similar philosophies. philosophies. Hey, now where are we at with uh, Daniel Bryan? I, I want to pose that question to you guys. And I was going to say he's been a bit of a jobber for the last few months, but you probably put it nicer. He's put a lot of blokes over in the last few months. Where Where is he at? He's the gatekeeper at the moment. So yeah. he's the guy that you've got to beat to become a main eventer. Yeah. Um. So you basically, uh, yeah, basically the spot that a lot of guys of a lot of hall of famers have made their whole career out of triple H spent a lot of his career in that spot as well. Yeah. Mm. The, the beauty of Daniel Bryan is he'll never not be able to get himself over whether he's a heel or a baby face. He's been around long enough where his credibility in losing doesn't affect his character or, or anything. They can just give him two or three wins. He's back in the title picture. I think it's a good spot. They, we need more WWE need more talent at the top of the card. So why not use a guy that's, you know, he's Teflon compared you know, for the crowd, really, you know. Oh, very much. The, the yes, yes, yes. But you do yeah. need... Sticks very much. You do need someone with credibility that beating them means that you're then seen as in the title picture. Yeah. Um, I haven't got the run sheet in front of me. Did, did that's Brock, right. Is Brock Lesnar and Mysterio on there? Uh, no, it's not, but let's throw it on there now. Brock Lesnar and uh, Ray Mysterio announced Tuesday. As being uh, one of the uh, main cards or one of the main attractions for Survivor Series, that's had a, a, an amazing build up the last couple of weeks, hasn't it? Yeah, I like um, Ray Mysterio with those chair shots on Brock Lesnar. I haven't seen the intensity out of Ray for years like that. Um, obviously, he's invested in the story. You know, Kane obviously he's got to go involving off and have surgery. Son, involving his son in the storyline, yeah, that it's really good. I, I'm enjoying it, and I haven't seen Raw um, earlier. But you know, told he attacked Brock Lesnar with a lead pipe, and 
Yep. It was good. And then cut a really good promo afterwards. Uh, For me, it's when they started this storyline, I wasn't interested at all. Well, it it seemed a bit... It seems a bit weird, doesn't it? Well, I just Bob thought that, I just thought it was going to be another another Ray gets squashed sort of yeah. thing, especially because he had that losing streak recently. But in the last week, it's come to the point where I'm now really looking forward to seeing what happens in that match because Ray Mysterio is going to have a good match. Yes, and correct. Brock's going to want to work with Ray. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're going to tell a story. It's not going to be a long match, but. I think matches are often too long now anyway. I, I like a, a 11 to 15 minute match. I think that's the ideal time. Yeah. And and for Brock as well. You don't want him doing 20, 25 minute matches anyway. He um he's going to throw Ray around a, a fair but bit. Um had great matches last year against people like Daniel Bryan like and Finn Balor. This is another one that'll go into in like that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm, is it too early for me to say, and, and, and I might be totally out of line on this, but I've got a feeling... I'm always scared when you start a to, sentence with that. Heading to Chicago in a couple of weeks' time that I'm going to see one of the greatest pay-per-views, and I won't say the greatest, but one of the greatest, in the top half a dozen ever no, of pay-per-views. No, I wouldn't have thought so. And the, and the reason I put behind it is because these NXT guys... WWE's been going for... 35 years. No, I understand and that. counting WrestleMania 3 and WrestleMania 1. WrestleMania it'll 18. be a very good pay-per-view if they can tell. I think it could be the rest of the year. It could it def- it definitely could be. Could be but the pay-per-views they, have been pretty good this year. The NXT guys are just going to go 120%. This is their absolute main chance to shine. Yeah. yeah well, but they- it just depends on. We haven't seen how they're booked yet. The only NXT person that's been booked for this match, for this show so far is a triple threat. Women's yeah. title match, yep. um, and I don't have high hopes for that because I I'm just not sure about Bailey versus Becky versus mm. Shayna. I I mean NXT's got seven of the best female wrestlers in the world. Shayna's not that. Yeah. Um, the five on five women's Survivor Series match that I hope gets booked that'll that'll be a cracker. Well, well, that's the other thing too. We have had five on five in the past. The fact that now we've got NXT involved, will they cut that down maybe to three on three on three? We don't know. Yeah, I, I would have thought the fifteen and five on five on five just ain't going to work. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I'd like to see some, um, maybe some. Uh, maybe <laughs> this is where war games would be better on the main roster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it actually would. Um, but yeah, have a. A triple threat tag team match. You know, get more people on the card. I know takeovers the same weekend, so... We don't know how many of those NXT girls are going to be in good shape after mm. the night before where they've got their that huge the war, games war Games match. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, I know you're only asking, Tony, because yes, you're going to be there and it's going to be a great weekend for you, mate. Are you oh, going? I had not told you. No. Oh. Oh. First I've heard of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you'll be going to New Japan Wrestling <sighs> in eight weeks. Yes. I'm going to Wrestle Kingdom both yeah. days, um, and their their um their cards slowly starting to take shape. Yes, so um you know over the weekend Sunday night was Power Struggle, uh, Will Osprey defending his title against Bushi, which was another great Will Osprey match. Which you know he does that in his sleep now. Yeah, but uh you know interesting thing after the match, Hiromu uh, Hiromu come out. And, and this he, is huge. This is massive. He's been away a long time with a broken neck. Um, challenging Will Ospreay for Wrestle Kingdom, which you know, I sent a message to Welshie. Stuff you. 
because uh, he's gonna <laughs> he's going I don't to be think that was the words you used. No, no, no. I was tried, I'm glad you tried to clean it up a little second, bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't want Tony was, carrying on. I was telling uh, Stephanie, my partner, that people are probably going to be crying during that match. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I had tears in my eyes when he came out, and then he started doing neck bridges in the ring while cutting the promo. And then he was just to drunk, show that his neck was fine. Showing, and he was taking crazy bumps into the ring ropes and, and into the um, uh, the, the barricade, tip, into the barricade, you know, the steel barricades around the ring. It was phenomenal. Uh, yeah, it's setting up, you know, and then you know, further down, it's setting up uh, Jericho challenging Tanahashi as well for Wrestle Kingdom, which I think I sent another message to Walshy, which you know, well done, mate. Good for you. That'll um, be day two. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> that, that's yeah, Jericho. Yeah, he's ticking off a bucket list of all the best wrestlers, you know, in the last 10, 15 years, which is good for him. Um and seeing Shibata come out and take a few more bumps against Kenta, and he has also been on the sidelines for a fair while with um brain injury, and it, everything's leading to a tease of Wrestle Kingdom return, which, yeah, it was an emotional night Sunday night. I can say that too. And my close personal friend, Gino Gambino, will be commentating. Yes, he'll be what commentating. What an amazing spot to be in. Yeah. Best uh, seat in the house. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, he deserves it. Yeah, he's been really good. Him and Kevin Kelly and uh, Chris Charlton, yeah, really compliment each other. So, And, of course, we'll uh, give the opportunity Gino to Gino doesn't often compliment anyone. <laughs> and speaking of New Japan Wrestling, we'll get the opportunity to see uh, Liger down here. Yes. In uh, um, PWA in... Uh, in December. Yeah. yeah. December 14th. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, that's huge. I think the tickets are selling really fast. Yes. So, well, they would be. Um, already brought my if ticket. If you're interested in that, get on it. Yeah. Mm. And the meet and greet went on sale earlier this week as well. You said you got your ticket. Didn't you sell your ticket as well? I, yes, I got my ticket when they got announced and then I've had to uh, resell my ticket because I have a... Uh, yeah, someone... A friend's birthday party that I probably should go to. I don't you like you were both enough. both shaking your head. I should go see Liger. Of course, oh, last yeah. chance. I am not. I'm not going to Japan. Your friend's gonna have birthday next year. Yeah. Can Liger's I? Un- gonna can I? Can I buy my ticket back? I wouldn't ticket. have thought so. No, it's probably at a higher rate now, though. <laughs> yeah, now. Uh, it depends on who you sold it to, really. <laughs> EPW uh, over in Perth turns eighteen. Good, they can finally drink. <laughs> Yeah, uh, they got a massive card as well. So you got the Don versus Mikey Nichols for the championship. Um, I think that the EPW Invitational semifinals and finals, uh, the Untouchables versus Davis Storm and the returning Richter. Yeah. Did you see the video that Davis shared today? The unofficial hype video for it? Johnny Cash hurt in the background. That's why it's unofficial. What a great song. Oh, go go out of your way um, to find it. It's on Davis Storm's Facebook page and it's on Twitter. It's a very uh, yeah emotional video. And obviously this weekend well, means people, a lot to Davis. I know people were flying over from Melbourne for this show. Yep. Um, and I know that I've already said to you guys next year we're doing the same thing. Yes, we definitely um, are. Well, I might really, be 18 next year. No, but... They'll be 19. They'll, they'll, be, they'll be 19, so <laughs> they'll be better at drinking. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... But definitely, like, uh, I know that it's their 18th birthday, but they're really actually really hungry at the moment. I was talking to Davis today. They're really hungry about not looking backwards from here, like just looking forward. And the card says, says that. 
Yep. They're not having a heap of nostalgia matches. It's a big time in uh, in wrestling for 18th birthdays, EPW. And uh, the prefix also in Sydney are turning 18 in a yeah. couple of weeks' time. Yeah, yeah. That was actually pretty funny. Uh, the Coliseum. Hopefully James Adultman will be there, like chaperoning the party. Yeah, and hopefully he doesn't yeah. have a business on that night. I, no. I think maybe he'll have some business during the day and then some party at night, like much like Royce Chambers' haircut. <laughs> now, boys, I miss this. RCW made the mainstream news this week. They did. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, no, I just said former, I missed it. I was talking to Lyle. Oh. <laughs> Well, he didn't say anything, so he must well, have you jumped in. I, yes, For, I did see this. So, former West Coast player. So, what if? Oh no, I did see so, this. So, uh, he's ex- he's just won the McGarry Medal. Yep. Uh, with Glenelg, he's expected to be Premiership drafted. player. He's expected to be drafted. So, how is Luke Partington celebrating? Wrestling. Put me in the Rumble. He's boys. Riot City Rumble. Men Rus- Rumble, isn't it? Or That's not bad. So, you, you you'll have a Premiership player all in the one year. Premiership player, McGarry Medal. And he could be a right City uh, well, Rumble he, winner as well. And then get drafted. Player. I dare say if he gets drafted, it'll be in the contract that he can't go in Royal Rumble. So yeah. Yeah. Well get it out of well, the hopefully way. the Rumble's <laughs> right before now. the draft. When's the Rumble? This weekend. This weekend. Oh, well, then he's fine. Yeah. The draft Saturday is, night. Yeah. The draft is until a couple of weeks. Yeah. So Perfect. Uh, I, I know it's raised a lot of eyebrows in AFL circles. <laughs> <laughs> it's good eye, Good eyebrows. More, more eyes on the yeah. uh, Australian wrestling. Well, He's in a rumble. It's the safest match you can probably have. Yep. Uh, our man at Showdown last Saturday in Werribee was Lyle. And Tony. No, Tony, no I didn't Tony, turn up. Tony yeah, said he was I would have said he hello did. if I turned up. You know that. Wow. Well, I, I did a Lyle on Lyle. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah. It was a, it was a fun show. It took my uh, kids along and my nephews, uh, my dad. Against and their will. My, uh, my brother-in-law. They uh, cleaned JXT's figures out again. Bought all these uh, old WWE figures. So you, know? you bought all of these old figures? Uh, no, they used their pocket money this time. Oh. I was smarter this yeah, time. Well done. Um, yeah, because they really cleaned him out, and I wasn't paying for all of them. And yeah. you know, Granddad was there. You know, what I mean? yeah, so yeah, he he, yeah. Helped he brought a, a few more, yeah. and yeah, you know, we we come third prize in the raffle. Good, Tony, beautiful. Fantastic. And my brother-in-law came first. It was a yeah. The wrestling as well was really good. Um, yeah, Mitch I Waterman. I really don't care what your family are doing. Yeah, you know, we all got wrestling masks. Tony could appreciate that. Yeah, very um, much. Yeah, Nick Berry versus Mitch Waterman was amazing. Uh, first time I've ever seen him wrestle one on one. Told a really good story. Um, well, you know, the tag team and all brothers fighting. You know, Nick was a really good heel. Yelled at my kids a fair bit. You know, hmm. Mitch Waterman high fiving my kids a fair bit. And that's what so. the kids are used to it. Yeah, so no, it was really good. The only disappointing thing, Slade wasn't on the card because he's did, booked into into state. Did they call? Um, what was he? What was Nick upset at your kids? Did they call him Nick Burry? Yeah, yeah, they may have. Um, well, they they listened to Tony and like he would know the name and uh, yeah, so they. <laughs> Tony doesn't know his own name. No, it, it good good fun uh, family shows that they run. Izzy Izzy Shaw stole Pixie. America. So oh. that's leading into ne- next month's show as well, which uh well, I hope he feeds it well. How did she get Pixie on the plane to Adelaide? I don't know. You know, do you have to you got to Surely there's a pet 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 little box yeah, or something like, like that. Just yeah, like yeah but you need some advance warning to the airline, wouldn't you? If you could take a cat, you can surely take a rat. Not in the same box as I found no, out probably. the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, really really good shows. Um Obviously, because I'm going to ditch my mate's uh, birthday party 
and go up to see Liger. Yeah, so not. my dad's going to have to take my kids to the next show because they're really looking forward to it. I think my band ends ahead of the next show, so I might go to that. Uh, yeah, all right. Yeah, they did lose a lot of money in uh, bar receipts. Oh, did it? Yeah, because she wasn't there. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but MCW. they save money in broken glasses, so <laughs> swings and roundabouts. Big MCW show coming up this weekend, boys. Yes. Yeah, looking forward to the uh, the triple threat uh, match, elimination match. Uh, Brooksy, Dowie. Which triple and threat? Oh, that, yeah, yeah, the, yeah no, the, the elimination. The elimination. I'm really looking forward to that. And Steph and Kellyanne in a no-holds-barred match as well. That's going to be good. Robbie Eagles coming back from a yes. you know, recent New Japan tour versus Aman the Kid. Um, the spectre of Gino and Bad Luck Farley. Might hang heavily over that match. Yes, I. Uh, yes. So they if you were both... a betting man, maybe put some money on Amanda Kid sneaking a win yeah. out of here, or or a no or a no contest. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, look, I'm really looking forward to seeing Avery and Lena Cross as well. Um, I feel like they are going to have. They've got apparently had some really good matches over in Perth, so I'm really interested to see what they can do in front of that MCW crowd. Yeah. Um, the difference in styles and sizes and stuff is going to be fantastic. And then the tag team title match where the Brat Pack, who will be our guests next week. Yes. I promise. Did we, did we promote that last week? We saw if we did. Yeah, you yeah, sort of pained me into a corner. Yeah. yeah. I hadn't had it and then while she didn't come through on a guest. Was, yeah, yeah, but while she saved, saved that pretty quickly, <laughs> I think you'll find, with a fantastic guest. Yes, yes. But next did. week we've got them. Yes, definitely. Cool. We're, we're cornering them backstage at MCW. Well, I won't be, unfortunately, because I've got to go to a birthday party this weekend. This is so. why I don't have friends. You never see me at birthday yeah, parties. It's not point. the only reason he doesn't have friends, Tony. Um, yeah, but the tag titles on the line uh, against uh, Jet and Kaz Jordan, or as you call him, Jax Jordan for some reason. <laughs> and Why do you call him Jax? No, uh, I had a Tony moment. Oh, that's, that's what we called it. He called him Jax to his face. Yeah. Oh. Well, is yeah, long hair. They don't look three letter names. Alike. I just got my three letter names mixed up. That's all. They do have the same last name. Yeah, yeah. They don't live in the same state as each other though. No, no. no. Um. So and also Mike Burr and who's one of your favourites? Yes. And Richie Taylor. Richie Taylor. Yep. Who's one of our friend Corey's absolute favourites? Uh, the new tag team. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in that triple threat match for the titles. Certainly will. Let's have a look at what else is happening around the country this weekend. On Friday, PWA Paid in Exposure is an academy show in Sydney. It also features Robbie Eagle, so he'll get a, a warm-up match before coming down to Melbourne the next day. His first match back on Australian soil. Also returning is Madison Eagle, so Can get on say, there and catch it on over. How creative is the naming of their shows, particularly... These Academy shows, they've had hot dogs and handshakes yep. and now paid in exposure. I love it. Yeah, they're, they're doing really really well. And then Newey Pro um, play play with their names as well, yep. which is good. Saturday, November 9, PCW Ignition featuring who? Um, all of the PCW roster. Of course they are. That's on at Ferntree Gully. MCW Endgame is happening at Thornbury Theatre. RCW presents the Riot City Rumble in Adelaide with Royce Chambers scheduled to appear. EPW Reawakening 18 is happening in Perth. This is the most consistent show in Australian wrestling, boys, and EPW's biggest show of the year. AWA in Queensland have Revolution 2, a massive card there as well, featuring Anna Ashley's favourite wrestler, Rat Daddy, and also... Mark Moretti. Uh, oh, Mick Moretti. Mick Moretti. Mick Moretti, that's right. 
if you're promoting a show, please get in touch with us. And we'd love to let people know where to find you if you've got an idea for a podcast. You can also contact us too, My Podcast House, or on the Turnbuckle through our Facebook pages, and we'll help you get on air. And give us a like and a review as well. Five-star reviews are really helpful. They are. Tune in next week. We will definitely, 100%. (laughs) We're stuffed. We've got the Rat Pack on next week. (laughs) And I have to record it. Yes, you do on Saturday. Oof. I'll have my uh, phone handy. Yeah, just as a backup. We'll We'll definitely have it recorded. All right, guys. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for joining us for another episode of On the Turnbuckle. We'll be back again next week right here on mypodcasthouse.com.